Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Our first guest today, we, we have Michael Goodwin, an award-winning uh, uh, um, New York Post uh, editor and, uh, uh, and uh, whatever. Michael Goodwin. <laughs> I mean, you're a famous guy. Usually I have Lydia... Uh, you know, introducing you, and she does a much better job than me introducing It's a must-read column. It's a must-read yeah, column. Well, well, thank you both. I'm just going to put Lydia in for a raise. Uh, clearly, you <laughs> you know, you guys are just kind of going in circles there without her. So, uh, Well, she took the day off today and never told me. How dare she? Yeah. <laughs> well, Michael, tell us, what's, what, what's, the, what's the most important thing to, that New Yorkers and Americans should know about uh, today? Well, John, look, I think that the uh, we're getting a little break from politics here over the Thanksgiving. Hopefully, it stretches into the full weekend. But but I think that the the post election period is going to be pretty tumultuous. I think both parties feel that they won, uh, that they got something out of the election, and there's some truth to the, to viewing it that way. The Democrats got to keep the Senate, uh, and uh, Republicans pick up the House. Uh, and so I think that uh, both sides are feeling their oats now, and I suspect we're going to have a lot of really tough arguments and tough fighting. I don't see any bonhomie on the on the uh, radar. I don't see them getting along. I don't see this kind of kumbaya come together, and I just think it's not going to happen. It feels as though we've already started in uh, the 2024 and, and Michael, campaign. the the, uh, the next election has already started. Donald Trump declared uh, that he's running sure. for presidency. And we still have the runoff in Georgia coming up. So right. it, it's still it's going on. A nonstop election. Yeah. Hey, any feeling on a runoff for, for Georgia yet, uh, uh, Michael? Well, look, uh, you know, normally the Republicans should do well on this. And the fact that uh, – uh, Herschel Walker was bathed in mud by the left uh, for much of that whole race and still kept Warnick under 50 percent. But, you know, these things are all about turnout, John, and uh, whichever side can turn out their voters, because generally the turnout falls for these runoffs. It's that that initial blush is off. People have voted they want to move on with their lives, but the politicians say, well, one more time. We need you one more time. So that's a, it's harder to get people out for this second time around. We'll see which side does better. I think especially on the Republican side without Governor Kemp on the ticket, since he already won. He got over 50. Right. And uh, it was interesting to, interesting to see him campaigning with Herschel Walker, uh, a popular governor in Georgia, uh, not popular with Donald Trump, although Herschel Walker is. And so Kemp uh, sort of sticking with the party, and you have to admire him for that. I mean, he has he has no real reason uh, to, to stay with Herschel Walker other than the fact that you would want to have a United States senator from your party in Washington if you are the governor, and that's what uh, Brian Kemp is doing. And he was a hero uh, with respect to COVID. He, he said, look, let's protect the, protect the older people, but let the economy keep going. Don't shut it down. There were a number of Republicans who, who did well during COVID, right? Ron DeSantis, Christy Nome in uh, South Dakota, uh, Brian Kemp in Georgia, uh, even uh, Youngkin for the period that he was in Virginia during COVID. Yes, I, I mean, I think that the 
the shut it down, wear the mask forever, all of that kind of thing uh, was clearly a failure. And you get a sense that the coverage of this is sort of inching toward that position, but it's also oh slowly, and it's always uh, bracketed by oh, a new variant is coming. Get your boosters, and so the the old the old guard doesn't want to give away get away from this idea that you know you must run and hide. It's almost like they are uh, supporting the China way of doing it, and the. The problem, the difference is China does not have a vaccine. Uh, we have a vaccine in America. We've had a vaccine in America. It's not completely protective for everybody, but it does seem to make a difference for a lot of people. And so why the left keeps demanding you get vaccinated, but then wanting to shut you down anyway, um, to me, it's, it's not science. It's a political, ideological position. Well, the, the, you know, they, they don't stop, though. I mean, uh, the I've said before that the Democrats are fighting like uh, uh, com- with, with combat boots. Uh, the, first, it's the uh, pandemic, and you hide Biden in the uh, in in the basement for for the almost the entire election. Right. Uh, then you uh, they they hid what's his name in the basement too in Pennsylvania. Uh, our new Betterman. senator in Pennsylvania, Fetterman. Fetterman, yeah. he was hiding in the basement. Then uh, they went to Georgia and said, "You vote for us, the Democrats. We're going to give you twenty six hundred dollars next week," and they delivered. And then the 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 this, they come up with the story: uh, vote for the Democrats. Vote. We're going to give you ten thousand dollars off on whatever you owe uh, on uh, uh, on That's the uh, on the college loans. I mean, it seems like uh, let's put two turkeys in every uh, oven. Yeah, yeah. Look, that's the— And and then the Republicans on the other side say, oh, we can't afford to give it here. So you know who they vote for? They vote for the Democrats. Well, that was certainly one of the big issues in that runoff uh, last year in 2020. It happened in January 21, but uh, that was one of the big issues. Uh, You know, which party is going to give you a bigger bonus? Um, look, I think the Republicans will always be at a disadvantage when it comes to giving away things. The Republican theory is we'll let you keep more of your own. We think that's the proper way. We won't take it from you. The Democrats want to redistribute it. They want to take it from you, John, and give it to me. Uh, now, I, I'm very grateful for that, but uh, that's the way they play the game, and they're very aggressive about it, and uh, they've been successful. They know how to fight in the streets. You know what it reminds me of? I've, I told people this. It reminds me of the Revolutionary War. Uh, we were the street fighters uh, in the Revolution, and the Brits, they were wearing uh, red coats, and they were, they were marching uh, very order- orderly. Yes. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right that, that's what, the, that's the, what the GOP is doing now. They're wearing bow ties and white shoes, marching very orderly to win, and and and, uh, and the uh, Democrats are are wearing combat boots. Well, what, I, I tell you, we, we were talking about Fetterman a minute ago. Now, Fetterman is clearly impaired. Uh, the Republican Party wouldn't dare to put a, a Fetterman on the ballot. They know he would get killed. Lord, no. The fact that <laughs> the fact that Fetterman won. Is extraordinary. It means millions of people in Pennsylvania. Now, listen, some of them voted before the debate. That's another issue there, that early voting before debates. Uh, and so in his case, he agreed to debate only after early voting had started. Well, How many votes the, did they uh, have in, in, the, in the pot at that time? 
Uh, I don't know, but Pennsylvania has a very, uh, very elderly population and therefore lots of early voting. And uh, that may have been enough. I mean, it was it was a pretty close election. I think he got, what, 50 around 51. And, uh, you know, I think that also you talk about the top of the ticket, Brian Kemp doing well in Georgia. Mastriano, the Republican candidate in Pennsylvania, was terrible. I think he got 42 percent. It's very hard to get voters, you know, once they voted sort of against the top of your ticket to kind of come around. Now, many of them did, but not enough. And I think a stronger top of the ticket might have brought a different result for uh for Dr. Oz. Yeah, there's definitely a correlation between the two. Uh, I think it's certainly Kemp helped Walker uh, in the first right. round. And That's here, right. yeah. Mastriano just was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Stacey Abrams was a dud, right? I mean, it was, yeah. it was a big yeah. eight, nine point range there. And uh, but nonetheless, Warnock uh, came out ahead, not not over majority, but came out ahead despite her. So <laughs> it, it can work both ways. But it just I think that's one of the. By the way, one of the things that scares Republicans about Georgia, that Warnock did so much better than Stacey Abrams and Herschel Walker did less well than uh, Brian Kemp. That would suggest uh, an advantage for Warnock if you had the same constituents coming out to vote. That's why the focus is on who's coming out. Can you get your people out? Well, at the same time, is that why Biden says, oh, we, we didn't take away your $10,000 yet. Uh, just uh, we're leaving it on hold. Yeah, he's going to uh, he 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 bought some votes there with that money, probably. I mean, the young people really came out for Democrats this time. And it's hard to believe that. Uh, look, Joe Biden is a desperate man. And it's it's really sad to see such a bidding war for votes the way he did it this time, just naked naked bidding war up and down the line. And, uh, you know, I I do think that there's a lot wrong with that forgiveness plan, that student loan forgiveness plan. Well, the Congress Um, has to vote for it. Well, that's absolutely. And even if Congress voted for it, I still wouldn't like it. But you're right. It it it. He doesn't have the authority to give away $400 billion. But the people that are voting don't know that. They don't know that. They, and, that's a, they, and that's why you said the young people voted because, especially in Arizona, because they think they were going to get their $10,000. And they also think that uh, uh, on the abortion issue. And the third thing in Arizona was uh, the uh, McCain issue where uh, he, he, Trump uh, made him, uh, you know, the, the Trump-McCain battle. Yeah. Yeah. And Carrie Lake, uh, who was, a, you know, a strong willed Trump supporter, uh, sort of seized on all of these things. And she looked like a sort of rising star coming out of that campaign. Unfortunately, uh, right now, uh, the other side is ahead and, and the state is very close to declaring the Democrat Katie Hobbs the winner. Um, well, the one really strange thing about that, I mean, there was all this stuff about Maricopa County and the counting and, you know, all of that and certifying. But I thought perhaps the most, to me, bizarre thing of all was Katie Hobbs is what, the uh, election commissioner or attorney general, and she was overseeing the count. I mean, that is really weird. I mean, and she declined to accuse herself. The American people have to feel confident that one 
one citizen, one vote. And if we don't have that confidence, then our country is going to go downhill. I, I agree with you. I, I think if people at wholesale basis don't trust the elections, uh, we, are, we are in for a peck of trouble. And look, let's face it, uh, you know, you, you, see, you see these uh, – uh, sorry, excuse me about my dog. The dog but, uh, wants you. Yeah. But we have to we have to take a break. But 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 uh, is there anything else you want to say before we well, take the break? I, I just wanted to say quickly, John, that that all of the uh, the lack of trust that is now uh, manifesting itself in American institutions, uh, we're we, you know, churches, military, all of that. It's all now the media. It's all now come down to American people basically trust two institutions. One is small business. And the second is the military. Everything else is mediocre. I mean, those two, I think, are like 78 and 79 percent trusted by the American people. Small we, we, and me, the and, me and Ed Cox, I think we both yep. agree with you. Thank you. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And we'll catch up again real soon. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you both. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.